Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Go find me. Love us. We love you. If you're at the Bone 10 on Friday night, call in. We'd like to hear from you folks also. Uh, look, I thought I met everybody Friday night well, and then I'm seeing pictures on, on social media of people that were there that I didn't see or didn't talk yeah, to. Yeah, same. I don't same. like it. I don't like yep. it at all. I, did, I never saw I never saw Dom. Didn't see Dom either. And, and Pumpkins. I never saw Where the hell were they? I don't know. I didn't see him. I didn't see SBK. He was there. I know. SBK. I saw a picture of him. Yeah. I didn't see him. What the hell? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I think we, we probably uh, saw most people, though. What a blast. Yeah, it ended up being a very good time. Oh my God! What a look! And I said something to Corey. You know, I didn't want to be corny or anything like that. You know, I had a couple of whiskey sours in me, but I had to go before I left. When we were kind of wrapping things up, I had to pull Corey Cardinal to the side and give him kudos because he was running back of the house. You know, the side stage. His stage job manager, to make yeah. sure that all these narcissists were on their point mm-hmm. and knew where they were supposed to be. Made sure their microphones were working and they. I mean, that it sounds simple. That is a tough damn job. That's a real tough job. You know, it's a, it's being a stage manager for a bunch of assholes, you know, basically, and my, myself included. And uh, he, he knocked it out of the park. And, of course, the legend, Ed Weigel, being there. Yeah, that was doing, cool me, Ed. Doing the announcements live and in person. I hung out with him. I talked to Ed for a while that night. Very and sharp dresser. Dresser. He's, he's a Ed. smooth cat. Yeah. 41 years as one of the top voiceover artists in the country, if not the world. Golden pipes, yeah. I mean, dude, and and just I wanted to talk to him all night because he, that's the way he talks. Yeah. You know, a lot of voiceover guys, it's like, you know, they they get on there and they're like, in a world full of darkness, one man, one hope. But then they, they talk to you and they're like, yeah, yeah, I do voiceovers. <laughs> Ed is Ed. Real deal. 24-7. He's like, Johnny B., Great to see ya. And I'm like, you know who I am, Ed Weigel? And he goes, of course, big fan. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? He came up to, he came up to, uh, well, I guess it was both of us. I think I remember that, right? Yeah. We were both kind of standing there. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I didn't know who it was. And I was like, wow, you got a great voice. He's and, like, and, uh, yeah. I'm, and I was I'm like, Ed. And yeah. I was like, oh, you're Ed. Hey. I go, Will, that's Ed Weigel, man. And you're like, he's like, Yes, you're Will Coons. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, he was he's a he's a cool, cool dude. Love him. Um yeah, so I gave Corey major props. I I I, I believe I, I told Michael Lavero great job too, but I mean everybody. Fisher was running all the sound. Yeah. Dan Connolly, I mean all these uh Christina, all the people in promotions. I met some of the new promotions folks. Uh Lexi was uh, one of the new girls. Is that a cute one with the glasses? Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. brain farting the, uh, the little uh, uh, Gary Coleman, but bigger guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, the, with the flat top. Uh-huh. Uh, brain farting his name. Super nice kid, though. Um, and it was another guy, too. Very han- handsome Hispanic dude with a camera. Um, but, yeah, everybody kicked ass. Kicked ass. And the live shows were, were, were awesome, too. Roger and JP doing the, uh, the top ten words that we can't say on the radio, but we could say here. So the the live giving everybody the live show they really wanted, where we were all just 
potty mouths and being ourselves. You know, I thought it was fantastic. So it, it was really, really cool meeting so many listeners that I haven't met. And then, of course, uh, being reunited with, with folks that we haven't seen in person in years because of the pandemic. I think that made it that much better was uh, when's the last time even seven or eight of us personalities been in the same area? A pu- the last punch out, maybe Christmas party, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably Christmas party 2019. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the last time we'd all kind of hung out together. So it was dope. It was super, super awesome. I was having fun. I was up uh, before the show started in mezzanine throwing Johnny B show stickers down on people. It was raining on people. Nice. Uh, that was really, really uh, that cool. That was a smart move. I always forget my, because uh, I want to bring my podcast stickers. Yeah. I always forget. Yeah. So that, that was neat. And uh, man, I must have taken so many pictures with people and hugging so many people and just not worrying about whether, you know, somebody's going to get sick or whatever, you know, just, it felt normal again. Felt really, really good. Um, I was fighting allergies all week. I had to sing the national anthem and I got to tell you, I barely pulled it off. Like I felt. You did great. I listened to it. Yeah. But the entire time I felt my voice, my vocal cords were at their limit. Oh, about to give out. I, at any second I could crack. And just a week before that, like if you go back two weeks, I was in the shower a couple of weeks ago singing, notes that I didn't think I could even hit anymore to the point where Leah walked in the bathroom and goes, Jesus, are you trying out for the voice now? Because I've never heard you sound better. And I go, I know. I wish I was singing the anthem today. And I said, I'll be fine next week. And then what happens? Goddamn Spanish <laughs> moss funny. or something attacks me and all of a sudden allergies out of the yin yang. So yeah, it was good. So, well, how was your experience and how much do you remember of the bone? <laughs> well, probably more than Spike. But uh, that's Lord a, Spike's been mercy. getting it from all angles. I did hear the uh, Mo when he first got on, and they were talking about it. And I love Spike's mentality, if you want to call it that, uh-huh. because he's I was clearly hammered. I said what as soon as he I was, saw he him, was he was drunk. unhinged at, at times. I at times, but and not like. Going not, crazy. not in an angry way. Not in an angry way. He was just very jovial and very, just wanted to be in the mix at all times, 100%. It was like if you were in a family full of 10 children and the one kid wanted the attention of the parents more than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I loved him. He's like, well, I don't remember that, so it must not have happened. Yeah. And he refused to believe everybody who's telling them that it happened. Yeah. I like that. It's very 2022. He's like, I identify as a sober man. I remember. I drunk. remember at one point. I think it was Galvin. Like in the middle of the Springer segment, goes, "Dude, you're about to get fired." <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw him even before the show. I was like, "Oh, you you get started early." I saw you at Hooters. Yeah, and he, he was getting he was getting his party on. I, I you know whatever. He was having a good time, and I and I love that. I love that he was having a good time. But it was there was moments where I was getting nervous for him. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought he was going to fall off the stage. Is what I didn't think he was going to get uh-huh. fired, but I thought he was going down. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and I could see he was annoying some people, and I was like, you know, I wasn't annoyed. I was, I was definitely concerned. I was just like watching it happen. It was like watching a car. Wreck. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. enjoying a lot of it. He was I, apologizing before he left here, and I don't, you know, don't apologize nah, to us. Man. Yeah, we're just observers. Absolutely, it didn't yeah, bother yeah. me uh, uh, any, but I know it definitely bothered some other people. So he might need to uh, go through and maybe. I don't know, send those apologies to all, all of our bosses. <laughs> some of, some of, yeah, some of the people yeah. who are running the show. I don't know. Look, he's got he's got his excuses for, for what happened. I don't know. Uh, I do remember that. That's for sure. I brought a nice bottle of this uh, this bourbon that I've been saving for a long time. It's uh, this one called Weller's. 
And uh, I figured, well, this is a special occasion. I'm going to bring it. I know Mo likes bourbon. I know John Sennings in the bourbon. You you will enjoy some bourbon. There's a, a lot of bourbon people there. So I offered it up pretty freely. And I remember at one point I came in and half the bottle was gone. Now, that also might have been me. I don't know, but I was like, whoa. I, I, I had a little bit. Yeah, I got to yeah. put this aside so it doesn't get, it's not gone within 10 minutes. Um, I was pretty lit up before i kind of forgot i remember sitting back in the in the backstage room with you and mo and we were watching the the show yeah you know the show in in that area on the tv and oh and drew was there too yeah that's a pretty cool cool little little cluster of of folks back there it was uh yeah we were were in uh i think we were actually in calta's dressing room and we were watching the monitor and i was i was sitting there and i was going Wow, I'm glad this is almost over. I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, we still got Jerry Springer to go. Yeah. So I stopped. I drank a few bottles of water and uh, and slowed down. I remember being at Frenchie's, but I don't remember Frenchie's, oh if that makes God. any sense. You're, I don't remember at all. You were hysterical at Frenchie's because I knew you were done, right? <laughs> and for people that have never hung out with Will Drunk, it's it's very hard to tell. He's not staggering. He's not really slurring. He's just different, right? <laughs> it's just a different version of you. So we get to Frenchies. Ton of people there. Oh man, I hung out with so many great people there. Clark and and uh, God, I'm trying to think of everybody's names. I mean, I met all. There was this handsome black guy, looked like Mackay Pfeiffer, that lives in Brandon. And oh yeah, I talked yeah. to that. I do remember. That. I talked to that guy. He was super cool. nice guy. Yeah, and he said he's going to call in too because he he um, he told me something there. And and I'll wait for him to call in because okay. I, I told him to tell you know to tell the story on on air. Yeah, but uh, super super cool guy. Um, I had a little buzz, but I wasn't I wasn't gone or anything like that. But then uh, Chicago Pete, you know, walk up. Here's the thing: on the way there, I remember going, "Oh man, I wanted to bring cigars with me mm-hmm. because yeah. I I because I, I don't smoke cigars every day. I like to have a a good setting for it, like a good event, like Bone Ten with other folks that like cigars. So. I, I know that there's. I know that you like cigars. I, I know that you know uh, Super Agent Tony Burton's there. I know that uh, JP. You know, I, he was there. So I get there and Chicago Pete's there, and he's like, "Got a bag of cigars." I see him, and I'm walking up, and he goes, "Hey, are you cigar guy?" I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "I got some Cubans." I'm like, "Yes, yes, sir. Thank you." So him, I, JP, um, uh, Tony Burton. You know, we're all firing up Stogues back there. Here comes drunk Will, right? You come walking in with your lady, right? And I'm like, and I look at you, and I start laughing. I go, Will's hammered, right? It's probably, you can see it in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so you cool. walk up, and I don't think I would ever have done this with anybody else except for maybe Whitmore. Uh-huh. You go, what kind of cigar you got there? I said, it's Cuban, man. I got it from, from Pete. And you said, can I try it? I would never share a cigar with a man. They're slobbery, right? <laughs> yeah. And I went, yeah. And I just handed it to you. You took a couple puffs off of it and handed it back to me. And I was like, I don't care, man. At this point, I'll share spit with Will. I don't care. Yeah, and, we've uh, known each other long enough. Exactly. Now. But you went, oh, yeah, that's real good. And I was like laughing. My, I was like, yeah, dude. And I turned around just laughing so hard because you were so hammered. And then um, it was another point, too, where uh, I, I guess it went back to that thing you had with Roger and JP and Monica where they, they, I guess they kind of lectured you and all that. After, oh, after you yeah. said you were better than 80%. Yes. So you're staring at, at JP. He's standing next to me. And out of nowhere, you just go, why do you think I hate you? Oh, you know why he said that, though? Uh-uh. There's rationale behind it. 
Because he said that he's like, do you still hate me? Oh, is that I'm what he like, said? I didn't what? hear that part. No. That I, didn't, was like, I, didn't, I didn't hear that part. I thought you just out of nowhere said that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he he uh, he said that to me like early in the night. And I was oh, like, okay. And he said something about like, oh, I gave you a dressing down or something. I was like, yeah, you did. Uh, I wish I would have known what I was walking into that day. But no, that's why I said that. Oh, okay. And I, and I was just trying to make, you know, conversation at that point. He didn't really seem too interested. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, but really, that, that that part was funny. I was like, "Oh man, this is something else." And then before you left, you were like, "You, you were you, you you said, man, tonight was awesome." And I said, "Yeah, dude." I said, "Dude, a lot of people are freaking out to meet you, Will." And you went, "I know, it's the first time it's ever happened." <laughs> yeah. And you looked like you were about to get emotional, and I that almost got me emotional. I was like, "Yeah," and I felt so good for you. You know what I mean? Like, because I was also having those experiences Friday night too, where I was like, "Damn, this feels good." Having people like happy to meet me or happy to see me again, you know, because we never get to see these people, you know. Right, we're right. we're doing a, the show on, you know, in the studio or or at our homes, and they're in their cars or at work or whatever. And it's it sounds corny, but to just be able to have that human connection, person to person, and have them say, "Man, I love your show," or "Man, you're so funny," and you go, "Damn," you know, like it's validation. You know, we're we're actually reaching people, and now we get to see. The, the fruits yeah, of our labor. And talk to those people. Yeah, because I saw a stat or heard a stat. I guess is is more accurate that I think something like one percent of people that listen to the radio actually interact with right. the program. And maybe that's a little higher now with social media, but not probably not much. probably not much more. Yeah, so the majority of people don't don't uh, don't interact, so you don't even know they're there. Yeah, really. So it was cool, like seeing a bunch of people that that uh, were like, "Oh, hey, let's see you guys all the time." Yeah, that, that was that was neat. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And I did what I do at a lot of bars at Frenchies. I shut it down. Like I, I do this with comedy shows. I do this with just hanging out with Leah at a bar. It's not like I, I don't have a home or I don't have a place to be. But when I'm having a good time and I'm hanging out with people, all of a sudden, you know, they they turn the lights off on the patio and the lights on in the bar. And I'm like, are they closing? And one of the bouncers like, yeah, man, we're closing. We called last call. It's like, 1, 1 a.m., right? They yeah. I don't think I made it for that. You didn't. I think I, I had to go home. Yeah. It was time for me to go. I fell asleep in a car. Yeah, so I drove home, you know, Clearwater to Wasn't Valerico. Driving, by the way. Yeah, I know you Ubered. You, you better Uber. But, uh, yeah, so it was a good, you know, hour and you know, hour and 40 minutes home for me. 